So, so this week I find out that a um, uh, thing that airlines are going to do to help us all relax more on an aircraft is to pipe birdsong into the toilets. Get do you think that, No, that's the thing. That's what they're going to do. Do you think that having piped bird no, music in a no. toilet would help you in any way? No, no. No, Because exactly. you'd feel that the, the seal on the aircraft had been broken. <laughs> <laughs> and you'd think that you could hear the birds outside. I think the only thing I'm thinking about when I'm in a toilet, like in an aircraft, was who I'm going to hit when I press flush. Yeah. It sounds like a Branson. <laughs> Sure, if you're on the toilet in general, you want to be reminded at all times that you're indoors. Yeah, that's true. The noise is manifestly of the outside is <laughs> not going to help anything. We could pretend you're at a festival if you're. In, you that's could, true. You're at thirty thousand feet. Yeah. Bird song. You can imagine you're yeah. in one of those the whole toilet smelly stinks. containers. Yeah, at yeah, 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 yeah. This is Monkey Fingers at the crypt. Welcome to Monkey Fingers at the Crypt. I'm Brian Luff and I'm here with the elegantly accessorised Ms <laughs> Georgina Salby. Thank you very much. Hello. Uh, our special guests today are journalist Mike Rampton. Hello. And singer-songwriter Rooks, Hello. who will be playing live for us later on in the studio. So uh, welcome along to uh, Monkey Fingers, Mike. How did you get roped into this, uh, <laughs> exactly? I, I know Ricky. Our lovely producer. Yeah. You seem to be a bit of a muser. Bit of a muso journalist. Yeah. Kerrang, NME. Yeah, Kerrang, NME. So what's yeah. the buzz then in the music business at the moment? Who are you writing about? I'm mainly spending my time listening to uh, a uh, Canadian singer-songwriter called Rafi, who might be dead now. <laughs> <laughs> what? Sings, uh, who sings uh, children's songs about dolphins and stuff. Do you know, wow. I, think, I think I've heard that name somewhere. No, you I, haven't. No, I have. That, ri- a... that rings a bell. Okay, Rafi, she could be dead. She sings about hey, dolphins. Hey, hey. Yeah, yeah, I think he's dead. Yeah. He's dead. He sings about I, dolphins. Yeah, because I don't... I don't, uh, I don't go to gigs or anything anymore because we've got a small baby, so I just right. uh, sit in my house and... So yeah, mainly Alexa. now you're listening to the sound of crying. Good thing about music, being a music journalist, though, is you don't really have to go to gigs. I mean, you can just play a record, can't you? Just go yeah. on Spotify, exactly. play yeah. the record, write 400 words, <laughs> job done, cheating. email it off. That's cheating. Yeah. Okay. So what other illustrious publications have you graced with your words? Uh, I worked for the Beano for a bit. The Beano. Best comic ever. Ever. It's, it is the best comic in the world. They made me redundant, which is one of their... Bastards! One of, the, one of their less funny japes. <laughs> Do you get any special like t-shirts or little badges with Dennis and Menace on while you're working there? Uh, like, we, what the, what's the merchandise like if you're working as a freelancer there? If you're working there, the merchandise is uh, 10% discounted. Woohoo! <laughs> Georgina, were you a Beano girl? I was not, no. Were you a, ba- a, a dandy girl? I was not. I don't know what? of any of these things. I didn't get any comics. You didn't get no, comics? I didn't get any That's comics. That's cruel. Would your parents not let you have them? No, well, I read books. Is that weird? We always <laughs> used to, we had about 11 comics at school, right, right. for the whole of the fifth year. Yeah. And if it was raining, we'd all go and sit in the refectory and they would hand out these the 11 comics. What? This yeah. is, you always the re- refer to Victorian England. The refectory. We would go into the refectory right. and we would read comics when it was raining. Okay. And these 11 comics got sort of handed around and you hoped that you didn't get the same comic as you'd got on the previous rainy day. 
I thought the word, I thought refectory was uh, the period between a man ejaculating and being able to ejaculate again. <laughs> did you did you not have a refectory at your? I didn't have a refectory. No. Is that where you go and eat, right? Yes. So why did you take your comics into where you were eating? Well, because that was it wasn't raining in there. That's why. Oh right, that's where you went when it was raining. Oh, yes. gotcha. And no, there, we yeah okay. But there also used to be copies of the dandy, uh-huh. and no one wanted the dandy. No. Everyone wanted the beaner. Did these comics really smell by the time all those horrible little boys had got their hands on them? Yes. Yeah. They do. <laughs> just, I'm just picturing the, the pages now. Because I worked for a kids' comic once, in the back in the day. Okay. I worked for Look In. Look In. Most people are too young to Look out for to Look, in. Look In. I remember that. Do you remember Look In? Mike? I remember Look In. I don't know if I remember there being comics in it. I remember there being uh, like a lot of posters of things like Jurassic Park coming out. <laughs> it was it was the that's, junior TV times. It was run by ITV. So anything that was on ITV, it was comic strips. So I used to. I watch watched ITV for a bit. Did you? Oh, yeah. that's great. On what uh, programs? Uh, I worked in social media for ITV. Oh. I, the only thing that happened when I was there was I walked into the lift once and Peter Andre was there and I went, <gasps> "Fuck me, it's Peter Andre," <laughs> and uh, he just he, it was a really horrible lift journey. Did he show you his abs? He didn't. He no. uh, he was wearing thick makeup. Uh, I, I yes, don't that know makes a lot of sense. He was on his way to be uh, to be on camera though. There's every chance that he was just there for a meeting or something. <laughs> and just that's what he does. I remember getting into a lift at Television Centre once, and Stephen Merchant was in there, oh. and I literally just went. Whoa! <laughs> 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 it's, it's so huge. Yeah, so Let's move this forward. Yeah. Uh, we're Georgina's enjoyable world of knowledge. Just following up really quickly with the bird song piped into the toilet. Yes. I, I learned today that in 2006 a woman farted on a plane. I'm sorry to lower the tone, everybody, but in order to get rid of the smell, she lit matches. <laughs> Do you know how people go and light <laughs> matches the in the toilet to get rid of the smell? She lit matches and she literally caused the plane to have an emergency landing because it set the alarms off. Who would light a match on an aeroplane because they farted? <laughs> My friend is, right, my friend is uh, one of the trolley dollies and um, he says that while everyone has their headsets on and they're watching a film, the only thing you can hear as you go along an aircraft is... (laughs) (laughs) Because the air pressure pressure. change just means that everyone farts all the time and if you don't have your ear... ear Ear cans on, that's it, that's what you hear. Your ear uh, cans? Your ear cans. Can tell your ear cans, refectory. Yeah, is... I know. We're, we're, on, we're on fine form tonight. We will is... be putting uh, some, a jar, <laughs> list of jargon on the website. <laughs> yes, anyone. footnotes. <laughs> so, Georgina, what have you got for us on your fabulous, enjoyable world of knowledge this week? Do you know why? Now, I've always been fascinated by this. Do you know why that when you spray perfume on yourself, you can't smell it on yourself, but other people still smell it? Say, oh, you smell nice. Well, you go nose blind, don't you? Like, yeah, like the you commercial. Do. It's, it's, it's actually called something. It's called olfactory adaptation, and your brain is wired for new smells that could possibly be a danger. So actually your brain gets used to your own smells, like the smell of your own home, the smell of your own farts again, and so you don't actually recognise it as a danger, so you don't notice it. And that's why you can't smell yourself as much as other people can. Please tell me if I smell. <laughs> <laughs> because obviously I need the, the, you know, the heads up. You encounter people that smell so badly that you think they must know that they Exactly. Smell, you do, don't you? Well, Especially that's... on a tube or a bus or something. You're stood next to someone and going, how can you not yeah. smell how you smell? Is this an intervention? 
Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're you're in the music business. I mean, don't. I'm someone said to me once that the, that a lot of the really famous rock stars uh, smell. Is that true? Uh, I'm at Lemmy. Uh, the, Did he the smell? Maker at Lemmy. Lemmy smelled like a corpse. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, so it's true. Yeah, he. he I mean, he's an extreme example. He, yeah. He's a very hard living, hard living man. Yes. No, and I mean in this list that uh, this. Jo- well, I won't name this guy, but the, imagine the, Lemmy it, having a shower. You can't. Yeah. No, that's no. true. Yeah. I mean, this guy told me that that really big names. You know, we're talking Mick Jagger, Paul McCartney level. Yeah. He said they all smell. They all smell. Yeah, he said met them all. <laughs> they all smell, and he knew because his brother was a famous, uh, a famous rock star as well. Obviously, won't mention any names <laughs> because I don't want to get sued. No, thing is, they're all rich enough to have someone walking behind them, simply lighting matches wherever they go, <laughs> yes. so they don't have to think about it. But you wouldn't say if you most of the time when they're meeting people, the people they're meeting are really, really excited. That's true. So they're not going to go. Like, yeah. oh, oh, Paul McCartney, I've waited my whole life to meet you. This is so... Ex- Jesus <laughs> Christ. <laughs> stink, mate. Stink, Paul. <laughs> God, I won't know that now. I don't funny. know where we got onto this, Georgina, but... No, the, it's the smell well, thing. It's, a, it's, a, oh, the it's an actually olfactory adaptation. That's what we've all learned this evening. So what else have you got in the enjoyable well, world of I was, I, You know I like cereal for my supper, and I was looking up, because it says on the outside, fortified with vitamins and iron, and I thought, yeah, OK. And I looked into it some more this afternoon, and do you know that some cereals have are fortified with so much iron that you can pick them up with a common magnet? <laughs> That is a truth. That's an old wives. No, that is true. Have you tested this? No, but I want to. (laughs) Don't you want to immediately? That is the sort of thing where you just go, I now want to get my bran flake, put it in a bowl and just try and lift it up with a magnet. Okay, note to self and to producer. Uh, Ricky, next week, let's get some some cereal in here and a magnet. Yes. Sounds like a good plan. Test this out. (laughs) It's got to say fortified with iron on the outside and then that way we can can try it. I know, I know, I know. My girlfriend over there is a science teacher and she has tried it and it does work. It does work. Come on! That's amazing. So if you're listening to this podcast right now and you you can get your hands on some uh, bran flakes... That's it. ..and a magnet, then try it right now while you're listening to this show and email (laughs) us. When you've finished, email us studio at monkeyfingers.co.uk. Let us know how how it went. Or we're on Facebook, uh, we're at... Hello, Monkey Fingers, or Twitter, Monkey Fingers UK. And What's I was just... the heaviest cereal? <laughs> One fortified with a lot of iron, obviously. But I was wondering, because I was thinking, if you go to an airport, it's probably best not to have eaten a lot of cereal in the morning, because otherwise you're going to set the beeper alarms off, aren't you, when you go through the metal detector? Scientific teacher, is that a fact? Well, I suppose if you ate enough, that is, that is like possible. If you had five bowls of cereal, you'd go bleep as you went through the airport security. And oh, turning the page. Turning the page swiftly over so we get to another one. Why do we name hurricanes with human names? Why? What do you, what do you think the reason is that we name hurricanes with I've, human names? I've always wondered. We don't, we don't, like, give rain names, do we? Like Bert and Engelbert and... Well, is, we never, it, is it? Are they? They go in alphabetical order. Don't they, they do go in alphabetical order, but why do we give hurricanes names? Is in it no so other that we fear them enough? Because nothing <laughs> is scarier than man. <laughs> oh. oh! But some of them are named after women, aren't they? They are. 
Well, nothing is scarier because than some women. I, as I well. have personal experience of this because quite recently we had Hurricane Brian, didn't yes, we? Yes, and followed and by Hurricane Georgina, did, which did was a lot great. Of, did a lot of damage. It didn't did. It? So we've both had our own uh, hurricanes, Georgina. Have you oh had, yeah. Have you had Hurricane Mike yet? I've not encountered Hurricane Mike. It's no. on its way. I mean, it will be. It, <laughs> it will, will be, be there eventually. Alphabetically, it will join us sooner or later. No, they're actually called human names because the original meteorologist who began naming them named them after politicians so that weather forecasts could say things like politicians he didn't like and that way he knew that in the weather forecast they'd be able to say Mike is causing a lot of distress this week and it would be his way of getting back at the politicians he didn't like. Politi when yeah. I was a kid, though... It was just weather. I mean, we yes, didn't, I know, I know, I know. You'd, you'd go out in the morning and you'd say, yeah. "Oh, it's a bit windy yeah. today, or it's yeah. a bit wet." Then you didn't have to name go things. And hide in the refectory. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, now with, now yeah. we have rain events. Yeah, now I don't we like know it exactly when, when it's going to rain. Like yeah. last night, they said it was going to be thunder and lightning at yeah. about half past midnight, didn't they? And they it did. arrived almost within five minutes. On the dot. Yes. It takes all the fun out of weather. You, you, could say, <laughs> you say that like it's a bad thing. Now we know when it's going <laughs> to rain. Yeah. yeah awful. <laughs> I, liked, I liked it when there was a bit of jeopardy, you know, <laughs> when you didn't know when it was going to rain. Should I take my brolly? Should yeah. I take my brolly? Where shall I leave my brolly? Yeah. Will yeah. I die in a landslide? <laughs> <laughs> Do you know I've never bought an umbrella in my life? I've always, I found one when I was about 17 on the tube for the first time. And since then, whenever I've accidentally left one on the tube, I've always found another one on public transport. I've never brought an umbrella. Same with pens. You ever bought a pen? No. I've never bought a pen. No, I don't think you just I nick have, them. You nick them from wherever you're working. I feel like yeah. I've bought That's why I never have any pens. pens. <laughs> no, <laughs> we don't nick yours, Ricky, honest. I'm using Ricky's pen. Oh, there you go. If you walk home with it. No, but you're a freelance like like I am, and wherever you go, you just get as much stuff as you can. Oh, stationary you? cupboard. Yeah, you hit the stationary yep. cupboard. A few notebooks, stapler, stapler, a couple of rubbers. <laughs> My house is Sell really depressing because it's just it's just brands that have fired me over. The <laughs> It's funny you should say that because with me it's yeah. mugs. Mugs from well, companies you yeah, work yeah. for. Wherever yeah. I work, I always make sure I get a mug. And yeah. our mug uh, cupboard at home is full of yes. all of the, ch the channels that I no longer work for <laughs> because so they true. because they've got rid of me. Yeah. There's about three channels left in the in the UK that I can still work for, you know. <laughs> And uh, and that that list is getting shorter and shorter all the time. To be fair, I much prefer the working in PR, where you actually get a whole load of stuff when you work for them. But for some time, I was working for uh, Chopper Chops. Amazing. And I had like a room full of Chopper Chops, and I looked like some weird like person who invited children round <laughs> at the end of the night. And went, come and see all my Chopper Chops. I've got four thousand of them. Georgina also worked for Viagra, didn't you? As I a, did. As a PR person. Yes, that's different to Chopper Chops. Everybody. Georgina was actually the. This sounds like a joke, but it's true. Georgina was the, P, the PR <laughs> officer for Viagra <laughs> when it was launched. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Was it a yeah. hard job? Oh, it was no, it was it was was hard because but it was no, really difficult it was a, keeping. That was a joke that yes, flew right over your head, Georgina. No, well, it was because it was crap, wasn't it? That's the thing. <laughs> 
What I did was I tactfully moved on yeah, so I yeah, wouldn't yeah. embarrass him any further. It, was, it wasn't a hard job. It was a really easy job, but it was hard in the respect that you couldn't keep the bad publicity out. <laughs> when it first came in, Viagra was very popular. You've got time for one more enjoyable world of knowledge yeah. before we move on. Well, this isn't really enjoyable world of knowledge. This is something that's pissed me off today, mightily. I saw an advert today. Now, I know I'm tired because I've had very little sleep, but there was an advert for miracle Grow, which is plant food. I'm not a big believer in plant food. I'm sorry, everybody, you water them. But this actually said it had a mother in the kitchen and a little boy coming up to her and saying, Mummy, Mummy, I'm hungry. And she gives him a glass of water and the voiceover says, You wouldn't just feed your children <laughs> water. Don't do so with your plants. There's no comparison. Yeah, There's no parallel there at all, is exactly. there? Exactly. You wouldn't keep your child in a greenhouse? <laughs> <laughs> You wouldn't uh, harvest your child when it, he was ready to eat. You wouldn't cut back your child if they were overgrown. Yeah. Well, yeah, OK, that's the last one, but it really annoyed me. That's OK, moving on. Me today. Today. moving on to Desert Island Don'ts. So this is that uh, part of the programme where it's... This is kind of the opposite of Desert Island Discs, so, uh, if you will. With that bird song, I feel like mm. I'm doing a shit on a plane. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Well, I didn't have a mouthful of water then, I would have left wholeheartedly. So we ask our guests to tell us what would be the last thing in the world they would take on a desert island. What is the last thing, Mike, that you would take to a desert island? Uh, I was thinking about this and the... Best I could think of was uh, like a job lot of Snickers bars. I think that would be the worst thing because I have a, I'm allergic to peanuts. Oh. And it would just be, I like everything else about them. Mm. Is that it's a Mars bar, it is. but with a weapon in it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, on the, you know, on a desert island, everything there could be useful if you had the capacity to separate it out. There is calcium in there, possibly. There's glucose. There's glucose. And fructose is there, maybe, so there you keep going. Might not be fructose, but there'd be some glucose in there. Oh, no, there'd fructose be. is fruit, isn't um, it? Within the nuts, there are, like, useful fats and stuff yes. like that. Couldn't do it, so I'd just look at them, and then they'd find my corpse next to a big box of food. So if go. there was only Snickers to eat and nothing else, you would still not be able to eat the Snickers? I can, yeah, yeah, that's, that's why I thought that would be the worst thing I could possibly have. <laughs> That's, That's the deal. first chocolate confectionery that's been uh, not, bought up yes, in this not item. Taken on. Well, so if you eat, like, I've never eaten a Snickers bar, but when you eat a Mars bar, you get very thirsty, don't you? Yes. You do. Ever so thirsty, and that seems like on a desert island. You do, you, yeah, a, uh, you'd be stuck. You have to wash it down with some nice sea. <laughs> <laughs> I learned today why you can't drink seawater as well. Does this make me really... I've had a really boring day today, haven't I? But you can't drink seawater because it's 3% salt. And the most percent salt the body can tolerate is 2%. Really? So you actually would have to use water to rehydrate yourself while you're drinking the seawater. So you'd use that water so the water from the seawater wouldn't work in you'd your body. You'd have to dilute it, wouldn't you? Yes. Yeah. So that's why you can't drink the seawater. But we're presuming there's some sort of stream on the desert island. Okay. So you can't... Are, I mean, if, yeah. Are you changing the rules? I so, wasn't given details. I would have no, I know. a better answer. <laughs> With the Snickers, then, you can't even eat round the peanuts. You literally... Would you turn into, I like, a I think I would head? end up... I would probably... I would not starve to death. I would die of anaphylaxis. <laughs> 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 I, I, 
know, you, do, you mean, could save it for when you were really bored and just saying, right, I've had enough now. For the same reason, I wouldn't be able to take a cat onto a desert island. Oh, is that why you're not taking this? Because I'm equally um, violently allergic to Does uh, that apply cats. to eating a cat? Uh, I've never eaten a cat. Well, not knowingly. No. Not knowing, well, but I have been to Thailand, so I may well have eaten a cat. Well, and, uh, and you, not would have, you would have known if you were allergic to it then, if you had eaten that, wouldn't so, you? So, Georgina, what are you not taking on a desert island this week? Uh, this week I am not taking my carpet alarm clock. I know. Your carpet <laughs> Stone silence from everyone. Alarm. What's a they carpet? They just developed a carpet alarm clock where it's an alarm clock inside a rug that you put next to your bed and when it goes off in the morning, in order to stop it, you've got to stand on it. <laughs> I can't imagine anything worse than having to stand what I'm going to if I do have to take it with me what I'm going to do is I'm going to put it next to the bed and when it goes off I'm simply going to roll out of the bed and land on it and that way presumably it will go off is the idea that you have it on this desert island (laughs) yes because I've manufactured no 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 because I've made I've been a right Robinson Crusoe since I've got there so I've made myself a bed with, with wood and with... Yeah, because this is show eight, don't forget. So various yeah. things have been added I've made over rope the weeks. from palm leaves. But you also, on this desert island, you have a schedule to keep with. Necessitates <laughs> that's why I'm, yeah, but that's why I'm that's not... That's why you're not taking I'm it. I'm not yeah. taking it because I, I don't want to be woken up by a carpet, this, basically. This carpet alarm clock, just spool back for a moment. Yeah. Do you put it on the floor next yes. to your bed? You put, well, presumably you have to put it on the floor slightly further away from your bed. Otherwise you could just roll out and no, land no, on it. No, but you wouldn't be able to see it, would you, if it was on the floor next to the bed you won't be able to see the time no would it's you? got the, a little the eye line would be yeah. completely it's, wrong it's like a big rug about the size of half of this table and oh, it has a big. little yeah and it has a little digital clock in it and when it goes off the only way to turn the alarm clock off is to stand on the rug the alarm clock market seems like it has stagnated for many <laughs> years uh, you could draw an alarm clock from 45 years ago and someone would know exactly what it was have you given this any thought rooks what would you not take to a desert island I feel, believe it or not, as soon as you said it, the first thing that popped into my head was a combine harvester and I have no idea why. <laughs> no idea whatsoever. I like the way you think. Yes. <laughs> Would you want to take your interestingly shaped guitar with you, your uke, wouldn't you? Presumably? Yes, but that wouldn't, that, I'd obviously end up chopping it up for firewood, so that would be quite sad. <laughs> No, there are plenty of palm trees there. You don't have to use your Yeah, guitar. but eventually they're all going to be dead, aren't they? Because I'll have used them all. Oh, don't <laughs> say that. You're foresight. ruining the desert island. <laughs> so this is probably a good opportunity to uh, break for a little bit of music. So I'm going to hand you over to Rooks. This song is called The Heel of My Hand and can be found on my EP, which was released two days ago, and you can find it anywhere and everywhere you can stream things. I thought the bet was fixed, I thought the bet was fixed, I fought for the best bits I fought. No heat on my breath betrays ice in my chest, my mind as tight as the skin of the drum I'm beating, it goes on. An unwanted smudge on the heel of my hand And everyone understands No one can give it name But I can So Shock 
I can barely walk so sharp I can barely walk, I sing I cannot bear to talk, I sing There's a road unknown to me If your face I see there I'll drown it in all that spare I carry in my voice Unwanted smudge on the hill of my hand And everyone understands No one could give a name But I Everybody and another song from uh, Rooks a little bit later on. How do you attribute the popularity of the ukulele these days? It's all about the uke, isn't it, these days? It's it massive. is. I think there are some... Um musicians who sort of kicked it back up again. I remember Jack Johnson coming onto the scene um, so many years ago and him starting to popularise the little ukulele. Um, and uh, and then kind of as, as time went by, you had artists like Amanda Palmer that made her ukulele a focal point, particularly of her one-off ninja gigs that she would organise on spec, on Twitter mostly. And so she'd do whole gigs with just the ukulele. And, um, yeah, I think it's just kind of slow, as folk has become trendy again, it's slowly crept in at the edges. So admit it, it's because it's easier to carry around, isn't it? That it's easier to take on the tune. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so how long have you uh, been recording? 
Um, for this project, I've been recording for three years, but prior to that, I've been recording in different projects for about seven years. And where are you from originally? I'm from Birmingham. Birmingham. The mighty, mighty Birmingham. Oh, yes, I saw a quote uh, somewhere, somewhere, something about your, the, the biggest thing to come out of Birmingham since the... Spaghetti Junction or something, was <laughs> it? I think it was the Aston Express. Oh, the Aston Express, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yes, which is way better than Spaghetti That's Junction. That's a fantastic. <laughs> You'll be putting that on album sleeves. The, I'm the already putting it on many banners on digital things. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And so, are you gigging this summer? Yes, indeed. Actually, I'm about to start um, a mini tour with another artist called Didi, and we will be hitting uh, Birmingham, London. We will be taking a quick stop in Brighton for The Great Escape and Bristol, and we're still to announce two dates because we like to leave people hanging. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, as I say, another song from uh, Rooks later on, but now it's time for Things You Wouldn't Tell Your Mother. Things You Wouldn't Tell Your Mother. So is that the Wilhelm scream? I don't know. I was just suddenly we're, thinking, this. no, it's too female yes. for the Wilhelm. We were talking it? about the Wilhelm scream earlier, funnily enough. Uh, mm. Yes, so uh, we like to ask our guests to uh, bring a, a story along, something that mm. they would not t dare to tell their mother or indeed any other loved one. Uh, so have you brought a story for us, Mike? Uh, this isn't uh, so much something I wouldn't tell my mother, something I didn't tell my mother, but that I thought was interesting. <laughs> would you describe it as content? It's content. <laughs> okay, yeah, well, content. if it's content, then go let's ahead. hear it. Uh, a few years ago, I got up in the middle of the night uh, to go to the toilet, and when I was going to the toilet, I collapsed. And I was alarmed by this because I don't try to collapse often. Uh, and I thought, oh, yeah, let's turn up for the books. And I went, to, uh, I went to the doctor and they told me it was a thing called, I don't know if you've heard of this, have you ever heard of micturition syncope? Absolutely no, not. No, but that is brilliant. So micturition syncope, I, I, this took ages, sitting in a doctor's for ages and ages and ages, and all it means is sometimes when someone does a wee, they <laughs> collapse. And that's, uh, it just mean, I think it just means, like syncope, syncope is, I think, a, a word to do the rhythm, and micturition is doing a wee. Uh, and it just, like, they just, it's, it was the most undiagnosed diagnosis thing ever. That it was like when a mechanic looks at your car and just goes, like, exhales a lot. They just go, yeah, it happens sometimes. And that's the, <laughs> that's the official diagnosis is, like, yeah, it just happens. You can't do anything about it. Strangely, like, it happened to my dad during the World Cup final. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he wasn't playing. No, I was yeah. going to say. During the watching. World Cup final, Holland versus West Germany. Okay. He went to the loo. And unaccountably fainted. Yeah, that's, that's, what it is. that's exactly what it is. Landed on the bath, broke a rib. Yeah. Uh, you... And the, what's even more weird is that he, he hit the bath at the exact moment that Holland scored from a penalty uh, in the so first no five minutes. So we saw the ball hit the back of the net. We heard this almighty great crash from the, from the bathroom. Did he take the cheers personally? Uh, he was fine. <laughs> he was absolutely fine. Came back, watched the rest of the game. But yeah, that's, that's, a, that's a, it's like a... Thing. It just happens to people out of the blue every so often. So you just got to be really unfortunate if you do some damage falling over. I mean, do you yeah. black out? You actually black out. Uh, and no, I look, I look, it only happens to me once. It happens to yeah. those people like once. Uh, yeah, no, they said sometimes like old people just die. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for that, Mike. The cheery tone of what you wouldn't tell I didn't, your mother. I, I didn't tell my mum that because my no. mum worries about anything. Yeah, I don't think I've ever heard of 
someone falling over after they've had a pee, and now I've heard of two people falling You've over. You've heard of two, and I've never heard it from anywhere else either. Well, so. it's a thing. That's what I like about this podcast. Yeah. It's so educational. It is. You, it you is. Know, you learn things that you would never Cereal, learn magnets. from any other piece of digital content. Yeah. Miss Christian, sympathy, sinipicity. So, yeah. <laughs> that is yeah. like that Wes Anderson Say film, the word. isn't it? Yeah. Wes Anderson film. Sign it. Doty, cokey, Can anyone say it? It's a synecdoche. Synecdoche. I know that because my uh, it's it's like a pun on the the city of Schenectady, New York, which is where my wife's from. Synecdoche. Oh, I, so I you can, can just say it, just I like that. Yeah. Oh. When I, when I saw the movie, like I looked up, up how do you <laughs> pronounce the word on the internet? And there's a brilliant website that does fake pronunciations of words. So you you type in the word, and it tells you how. Uh, how to pronounce it, but it's wrong. It's right. deliberately wrong. And the pronunciation it gives you for that word is Sina Kina Dodi Chodi. And if you've never seen this website, it's, I don't know what it's called, yeah. but just go on YouTube and type in word pronunciations mm -hmm. and you will find this brilliant site. It adds a new word every day and they are all complete and utter bollocks. Excellent. It's a superb website. Okay, so moving on to uh, books we haven't read this week. So, uh, books we haven't read this week. I'm going to kick this one up okay. off this week, Georgina. What book haven't you read I was this in week? a charity shop and I saw a book uh, which I did not purchase. Oh, okay. I read the cover. You go into a lot of charity shops, stare at books, I'm, and then don't buy. Do you I, ever buy? I read the back. Yeah, and okay. It's a book called People Who Don't Know They're Dead. <laughs> um, it's subtitled. Now, that's quite a long oh, title for a book. It but is. But the subtitle is even yeah. longer. The subtitle is. Uh, how they attach themselves to unsuspecting bystanders and what to do about it. Oh. So a fantastically long book uh, title. It's, a, it's not a funny book. It's, no, it's, it's I'm a quite genuine, tempted by this that. This is written by a guy called Gary Leon Hill. Yeah. I wrote the name down. And uh, apparently quite a few people uh, walking around don't know they're dead. And they, they, la they, they latch themselves on to a, a living human and, yes. and live inside are they, them. Are they using death as a metaphor or as No, actual literal, death. Actual yeah. death. It says on the back of the book that Gary tells a family story of how his uncle Wally <laughs> yeah. and, and Aunt Ruth, yes. Wally's sister, uh -huh. came to counsel dead spirits who took up residence in bodies that didn't belong to them. Okay. Hmm. Oh, yeah, okay. This is like possessions. I was thinking like sort of parasitic twin. <laughs> But the point is, they're not just possessing someone. They don't know they're dead. I've got you. How many ghosts do... Well, why would a ghost think they're dead? So How do you is, know you're dead? This is all fascinating stuff, but I thought it would just freak me out if I read it. Yeah. So I put it back on the shelf. Yes. And, that's and funny enough, the next time I went in there, it was gone. It was. Well, so, some, I'd be tempted by that book. So, so it might have been it. me. Well, I wish I bought it for you now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> I don't find that quite fascinating. I'd love to. I love the idea that you don't actually know you're dead and you just keep on living somewhere. Because I would attach myself to you just to annoy the piss out of you for so the rest of the you think? Some, some people, they go for a pee. Yeah. Right? <laughs> they, they faint. They faint. Next thing they know, they don't know they're dead. They're living inside someone else. Yeah, and they come in to do this podcast. Maybe that's you. I mean, maybe yeah, after you yeah. fainted. <laughs> I mean, my life was never the same again. <laughs> so maybe, maybe you're dead, but you don't know it. Don't know it. If not, they're going to know it. I know. <laughs> There's actually a show on Netflix right now that's called Alias Grace that has something of that concept attached to it. Really? Yeah. It's, oh. yeah, not too many spoilers, but yeah. 
It's ah. definitely Alias features. Grace. I Alias could, yes, Grace. I quite yeah. like things like Make that. Make a note so, of that, uh, yes, Georgina. Alias Grace, yes. We'll have a look at that. So, uh, Mike, uh, what would you uh, not read this week? Uh, I, uh, I looked in a second-hand bookshop recently and there was a really interesting-looking book uh, called Under Siege... Uh, and it was uh, I didn't read it because it was about a siege and it wasn't <laughs> it wasn't a, like it had nothing to do with Steven Seagal there was no Tommy Lee Jones wasn't in it Gary Beauty wasn't in it it was just about a siege <laughs> and I thought I can watch the film again yeah is that uh, is that the only book you haven't read this week or have you not read anything else uh, I've, I've had uh, young Mary Beard's book uh, it's called something like GNVQ. It's not GNVQ. It's there's four letters in it. Okay. I've not read that. For I should ages. know that. Have you got it? I've got it. I've You've got it, it. You just haven't read it. I look at it in my house every so often. I think. Yeah. Oh, that looks hard. Yeah. <laughs> no. I know. I've done exactly the same thing with a book about Elizabeth I, who I'm absolutely fascinated by. I've got about three books about her at home, and they have sat there. Probably for ten years, yeah. and I keep thinking this summer I'm going to sit down with that Elizabeth I, and I'm going to do her from chapter one till the end, <laughs> and it never works. I so never that, managed to do it. That's a first for this program. That's a set of three books that you haven't read. Oh, that isn't the book I haven't oh, read. No, no, book. no, no, no. I've got a book that I haven't read this week, which is blooming genius. What is it? When I found this book, I thought, that's a book I'm not going to read, but it's a title that has made me so happy I might fall over after I've peed. <laughs> Knitting with dog hair. Better a sweater from a dog you know and love than from a sheep you'll never meet. <laughs> that, so, that's a serious book makes you think where they actually encourage you to knit, to turn your dog's hair into wool and have a sweater made from your dog hair. You'd have to have a pretty hairy dog for it to really work properly. Yeah, but though, think of you? all the hoovering up. All you'd have to do is empty your vacuum bag, make it into wool, and it's better a sweater from the dog you love. It's got to be American, hasn't it? Yes. Than a sheep you'll never meet. I like hairy dogs, but I don't like fluffy dogs. <laughs> what's, what's that dog? <laughs> A friend of mine's got a dog. What is it called? Is it called a pom? A pomeranian. A friend of mine's got a, a, a pom, and it's. I really hate that dog. You do. I usually you? like. I like dogs. I love yeah, dogs. You do. I used to have a dog. You like a dog. But there's something about that bloody pom that really annoys me. It's just stuck up. It's got an arrogant look. <laughs> it's, it, just, it walks yeah. with its nose in the air. There's no need for dog attitude. I don't I hate think. It, it's basically. I'm it's just have smelled to pick... a pie on a distant <laughs> shelf. <laughs> Is this just me? Does anyone else hate poms? Poms? No. No everyone... strong feelings about poms, to be honest. But, the, but I All also... of Australia. Yeah. <laughs> There's something but, about that dog. But I do have strong feelings about Jack Russells. Oh, oh yes. Yeah. Yappy. Yes. Yappy, Noisy. Yappy, yappy, yappy. And they yappy, go for the ankles. Noisy little buggers. Okay, so back to the... Uh, yeah. The, you're going to knit yourself a scarf. You're going to knit yourself a, a sweater. From your dog's hair. Better a sweater from a dog you know than a sheep you'll never meet yeah. and it, that should be a song um, it's by <laughs> Anne Montgomery and get this plus extra words by like they need I mean once you've knitted a jumper with dog hair that's it really isn't it but it's also written by Kendall Crowleyus which has to be my favourite name of the week Kendall Crowleyus Kendall Crowleyus that's a fantastic name I know name. right 
I wish that my name was Kendall Crolius. So not only have I not read the book about knitting with dog hair, I'm also slightly in love with Kendall Crolius. So you're gonna, which are you gonna not read first? You're gonna not read that? I'm gonna not read the knitting with dog followed hair. Followed by I, not I reading don't, the Yeah, the, I don't, I'd, I'd, rather, I'd rather knit with sheep I'm never gonna meet than a dog <laughs> yeah. that I know and love. Yeah. Because I don't want that dog that I know and love all over me. I think that's a bit weird. Wasn't that like in, wasn't it like a penance to wear clothing made out of hair? Yeah, yeah. A hair shirt. A hair yeah. shirt. So this yeah. is a DIY <laughs> version of doing that. And they used to hit themselves with twigs. Yeah. As well. <laughs> now there are websites dedicated to that. What? Do you any idea what a hair shirt was made out of? It was, must have been really rough. Just like, hair. I think mohair. Is it mohair? Oh, mohair. mohair. No. Isn't mohair quite nice? I can't remember. It's quite luxurious mohair. Oh, okay. It's not that then. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. It's the same thing they make rattan carpets out of. Because you could have been, in those days, you could have been a really sneaky monk and you could have made a <laughs> hair shirt out of cashmere <laughs> yes, and not yeah. tell anyone. Yeah. Well, I'm even if you tenons. told people they're monks, they don't talk. No. no one's gonna, who's going to know? Yeah. Well, only, only monks who have taken a vow of silence do not talk. There are lots of monks that talk. Oh. oh, but also, if you gave a monk that couldn't speak who was wearing a cashmere jumper a hug, then you'd know he wasn't doing penance because mm. he was all soft and cuddly. Yeah. And you just presume he'd knitted his jumper from the dog he loved. <laughs> <laughs> so, right. uh, Rooks, any books you uh, haven't read this week? Actually, yeah, I was thinking with all this monk talk, it reminded me of um, <laughs> of The Name of the Rose, which is a book that I really, really love, yeah. Umberto Eco. Yeah. But ironically, I have recently purchased an Umberto Eco book that I have not read Aww. and have looked at a great deal and yes. still have not read it. I, I, called... I join you with that. I haven't yeah. read any of his books. I think it's called Foucault's Pendulum. Oh, yes. Is I think I have read familiar? it a while ago. The... Can, you, can you tell me about it so I don't have to read it? No, no, I can't. I can't remember any of it. But I think certain books are designed for to sit on a shelf and for you only really to admire <laughs> the spine yeah. of the book. Mm-hmm. It's quite yeah. a fascinating spine. <laughs> yes. It has a pendulum on. There you go. Do you think he ever introduces himself by going, my name's Umberto, Umberto. Umberto. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you can guarantee someone's done that too, but at some point. <laughs> Moving on to uh, a new item, Georgina. Yeah. Yeah, we, we used to do an item at this point called Our Panda Spanish. Yeah, we're not doing that yeah. anymore. We're okay. not doing it, no. We're doing an item <laughs> called this. <laughs> Roadkill lasagna. Excellent. You see, it's basically the, it's, it's basically the same. It's the same content. Yeah, yeah, Whatever yeah, content yeah. you had yep. prepared for our panda Spanish. You see, you can now use this. I read this, and it was stated as fact in a newspaper. It says that pigeons put off things they don't want to do, <laughs> and sometimes it can cause problems later. I mean, what the f- is that about? <laughs> Pigeons put off things they don't want to do and it what, can cause problems What's an later. example? I just love the idea of a pigeon going, oh, I've got to do the washing up, but I can't be asked to do the washing up now. I'll do it later. And his wife going, that'll cause problems later because we're going to argue about it, aren't we? Come on, we're not moving on from this until we can think of some examples yeah. of things that a pigeon might want to put off till later. <laughs> but come on. But also, yeah, there's the repercussions. Yes. Yeah. yeah. What's going to happen to them if they put off... Like, they could fly from one, I'm going to fly over to that other roof, but I'm going to just do it later. And he yeah. puts it off and it causes chaos. Maybe it's like flown. the butterfly effect, yeah. whereby yeah, it's like so. a pigeon fails to land somewhere, thereby knocking a branch, thereby dropping a ball from a tree, thereby 
meaning that a child doesn't run across the road and accidentally get hit by a bus. There you go. Or because the pigeon didn't fly from <laughs> yes. there to there. Because it put things off. It's the yes. thing is, I can't think of anything else that pigeons do, apart from flying from A to B and mm. shitting. Yeah. yeah. So maybe if the people. pigeon just puts <laughs> off having a shit... <laughs> then that could cause internal chaos. Yes. Couldn't well, it? Well, that causes problems later, doesn't could it? Could cause blockages, couldn't it? It could. It no, can because... only do two things. What do you do when you're putting off doing? <laughs> That's true. That. Like, really nothing. Yeah, like You're less... putting it off for no good reason This pigeon at all. is doing less than usual. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a fan of the pigeon, I have I to know. say. Not. Ricky, can you think of any examples of um, something that a pigeon might want to put off until later? <laughs> Complete silence. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> you know I like to hit you with a hard question sometimes, just out of the blue. Thanks for that, Brian, but uh, <laughs> I, can't, no, I can't enlighten you any further. Not, no. not off the top of your head, no. Anyone? Anyone in the studio? Things, I, uh, things that a pigeon might want to put off till later. <laughs> I was told once, and I don't know how true this is, but uh, I was told that the reason pigeons have such a good sense of internal, like a good internal sense of direction, is that they have very, very high iron content in their heads, which <laughs> is oddly, oddly relevant given our serial discussion. So yes. So they like they, they, their heads going, were like compasses, in yeah, 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 yeah. Essentially, they could. They could Can they uh, only head north though? Uh, they could head any no. direction in relation to north, I suppose. Yeah. Okay. Anyone out there but listening to this uh, podcast who that can doesn't think, answer your question, who <laughs> can think of any examples of something that a pigeon might want to put off till later? <laughs> put off till later. Email us studio <laughs> at monkeyfingers.co.uk or we are at monkeyfingers on Facebook and at monkeyfingersuk on Twitter. No one's going to do that, are they? <laughs> no. no! No one's going to email no, us No, I'm not, I'm, I'm not going to hold my breath in answer to, the, to that one, no. But my second fact is really short and sweet. On Roadkill Lasagna this On Roadkill yeah. Lasagna. Do you know that squirrels can't burp? Why not? I don't know. Well, you haven't done the... <laughs> oh, it is a short... Yes, you haven't short. done the prep then, have you? No, but also squirrels are so intelligent. In certain areas where squirrels live with rattlesnakes, rattlesnakes really like to eat squirrels. But the squirrels have sussed it because when a rattlesnake sheds its skin, the, the squirrel will go and chew the snake of the rattleskin and then lick itself all over and a, rattleskin, um, a rattlesnake won't go for the squirrel mm. that's covered in rattle... Chemicals. Skin. Yeah. Yeah, like the it's it's goes by a smell. Yeah. Yeah. That's ah. a squirrel. It may not be able to burp, but it can disguise <laughs> itself as a rattlesnake. Well, insert call back here. Yeah. I didn't know squirrels <laughs> hung out with rattlesnakes. <laughs> oh, you want to talk to us now? <laughs> now that he who couldn't think of anything for the pigeon item I now like wants to get involved in this. Do you know what the German for rattlesnake is? No. Klapperschlanger. Clapperschlanger. Get on. That is a great word. That is, a that great is word. brilliant. When we were trying to think of a, a name for this yeah. podcast uh, a few months ago, why didn't we think of that? A man has been hurt because he was wrestling with a ram for 10 minutes. As in cheap ram? Yeah. Was the ram injured? The ram wasn't injured at all, no, and the farmer's been told to put his rams back in the field because it had wandered out onto a public pathway. I wouldn't mind some sort of pay-per-view on a Saturday night rather than boxing... We just put a man and a ram in a ring and, like, set them to. Yeah. Like you say he was wrestling a ram. He was wrestling a ram, what, yeah. What's the difference between... 
between wrestling and fighting. It's because it, on their rules in wrestling and no rules in yeah. fighting. He was getting up on fences and then like, dive bombing and going boom, down on him. Wasn't throwing any punches. No. If he was fighting a ram, there would have been protesters, wouldn't there? Because he, he can't just go punching sheep. What was it? Was this a, an event people could watch? No, no, it was just happening in Derbyshire. Apparently, a, a ram was like got onto a path and it was attacking few. And a man wrestled this ram by trying to get its horns. It's very unwise, really, isn't it? They described it as a rampant ram, and I think everyone <laughs> should leave rampant rams well alone. Uh, people that regularly listen to this uh, podcast will know that when Georgina starts talking about punching sheep, it's time. <laughs> it's time for us to. Float off into uh, into the digital I'm cyberspace sorry, around everybody. us. So thanks to Mike, thanks to yes, Georgina, thank and we will leave you with one more song from our music guest today, Rooks. So this song is called "The Game in the River," and this was released as a single two weeks ago, and it's the title track from the record I released two days ago. There's a fire on the horizon, and I don't care. At sometimes, sometimes you've got to let the axe fall. Cause the game has changed, but I turn circles like I'm still caged. Yes, the game. Has changed, but I don't know what to do in my days. After years of being patient, I can't feel at all. Sometimes compromise is the last straw. And I'll take those words that hurt me And I will burn them all Restart my own heart and making it an art form Cause the game has changed the river's running both ways now It's the game has changed The river's running both ways now No matter what you say There's honesty in these veins I don't feel like I'm losing You were never going to stay Like it or not, you are choosing And I'm finally walking away Cause the game has changed Oh, and the river runs both ways the game Changed the river's running both ways now. The river.
running both ways now. The river's running both ways now, 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 now. The river's running both ways now. The river's running both ways now. Oh yeah. The river's running both ways now. That was Monkey Fingers at the Crypt, written and presented by Georgina Zalby and me, Brian Luff. Our special guests were Mike Rampton and Rooks. Monkey Fingers at the Crypt was produced by yours truly and Ricky Barber for Bleach Productions.